1: Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McEedy. You guys welcome to whatever episode this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McEedy, and I am so, I'm sure you can hear it. You can hear my smile. I know that you can. I am so excited for today's episode. First of all, I have family here today. I could let my hair down. I, I feel very comfortable. My friend, Michael Kadosh is here. Michael, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you for having me back. I'm honored, darling. Are so you happy. kidding? <laughs> are you kidding? I'm so, first of all, we haven't recorded in a while. I know, a really time. long time. It's been a long time. The last time we recorded was for your podcast. Yes, yeah, um, so did... it was
0: for, it, we did, so we did Madonna's music and that was last September. Um, and then, yeah, it's been what, like seven months? My goodness. It's been a fucking while. So this is definitely much needed.
1: First and foremost, before we even get into it, I just want to congratulate you right now that you're fucking killing it.
0: Oh, well, thank you, friend. (laughs) (laughs) You are. You're killing it in life and, like, having sit-down conversations with Ashanti. Like, I can't deal with it. It's, like, crazy because, to be honest, obviously everyone who listens to your podcast, who's met me through there, whatever, who's Mm -hmm. listened to my podcast knows that this kind of stuff is my life, right? But to be honest, like, in the real world, like, in the non-podcast world, like, it's a friggin' hustle. Like, you really have to... Mm -hmm work if this is like the type of things that you are passionate about which I know you are and I am there really wasn't an option of what I'm going to do with my life like I have to work in entertainment entertainment news so I kind of just like didn't give up and I was working like dead-end jobs for years doing my podcast making no money off of it just trying to kind of enrich my skills and yeah, and I got, now I've, it's been a couple months now and I'm working, I live in Canada, you guys, so I'm in Toronto and I work at eTalk, which is, um, for those of you who aren't in Canada, think of eTalk as like Access Hollywood. It's the Canadian version. So um, yeah, that's where I work now. And so it's cool. And I'm, I finally feel like I'm getting my career started professionally, even though this is really what we've both been kind of doing for years anyway. But, <laughs> but exactly, but I'm, I'm like blessed and honored because you know what, like for a while, you know, the pandemic kind of hit right when I finished school. So it really was like a couple of years of like, no one's going to hire me. What am I going to do? But you kind of just don't give up and you keep working when it's something that you actually love and care about. And thank you. I appreciate all that to say, I appreciate the congratulations. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It's like so fun watching all of this stuff happen. Like I literally am like, when you post a story, I'm like, who the fuck is he going to be interviewing or talking or connecting to who is he going to be one degree separated from? Today, like it's really exciting. So, um, and also tell people where before we even because we're going to talk for like a while, I assume. So, tell yeah, people uh, first where they can find your podcast and what your podcast is called.
0: Yeah, well, my podcast is called Planet 2000s, and I mean, similar to you in the sense where I just am completely in love and enamored with these Y2K queens and, and some kings, you know, we love yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do album reviews, uh, my versions of album reviews. We kind of go over the whole era. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes it's just me. Um, and yeah, it's everywhere Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, whatever the hell you listen to. And <laughs> it's on uh, uh, Instagram as well. You can catch me at Planet2000s. Um, and yeah, if you love all the girls and some of the guys, <laughs> you'll enjoy it <laughs>
1: and a sprinkling of a te- of testosterone a then you will absolutely a sprinkling
0: be right. because there's some but there's yeah, just not right. enough to carry a whole show like let's be honest
1: well we are doing something that I would consider very very fucking special today mm-hmm. and we are talking about a Britney Spears special that I think lives in a really weird place because it doesn't get talked about a lot but I know that you'll get this as somebody who consumes a lot of media and works in media clips and videos and like moments from this special like live in in, like people use clips from this special all the time to signify like a, a happier peak moment in Britney's life
0: 150% um for you know Those of you guys who are Britney fans who are I guess we'll call them the Gen Z Britney fans they're kind (laughs) of (laughs) they're kind of completely clueless to this special because this special came out in 2000 so this is one for the OG Britney fans and it's the OG Britney fans and the love that you know we have for it that kind Mm -hmm. of brought it to what you just said like the clips that live on for generations you know we're the ones who remember how iconic it was and we're like okay well Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's a different world you know it's funny so so all this to say it was like britney live in hawaii right Mm -hmm. Britney live in hawaii and at the time it aired on fox like that's how before it came out on video before it came out anywhere it aired on fox and for those of you guys who are too young to know what cable tv is fox is a network on television before (laughs) streaming existed because nowadays yeah. you have yeah. Olivia Rodrigo on Disney Plus just kind of putting out her shit and that's how it is. Um, that's not how it was. So back then it aired on TV and everything was a much bigger event. So this was a big event that was promoted and she was on the cover of magazines promoting it. And this was just coming out around the time that Oops, I Did It Again single was coming out. So all this to say for us, this was a big moment. And then it lived yeah. on later for years on VHS. So a lot of us older fans watched this VHS over and over and over. And we oh literally know it to the very T to her facial expressions, to the way her lips move at the 37 minute, 26 second mark. It's kind yes. of like that. Um, so it's legendary and it doesn't get talked about enough. And I can't fucking wait to get into it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I wrote down the description um, of what it says on the box cover. And it says, Britney Spears Live and More gives you the many faces of Britney as a live performer, a fun-loving all-American teenage girl, and a powerful superstar. Live from Waikiki Beach. God, I have chills. (laughs) And it's a big deal. I mean, like you said, this this was filmed in the year 2000. I think it came out like early 2001. And- She's arguably like the most prominent figure in pop music at this moment. She just released this crazy follow-up album to a debut album that changed the entire music industry. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's like in Guinness for how many records she sold at this point of Oops. Um, So she's on top of the world. And not only that, but I'm pretty sure this is her first time performing in Hawaii, so and it's a free concert, so everybody that lives in Waikiki is like basically everybody is at this concert.
0: Yeah, and so for those of you guys who don't know, so the Britney Spears Live and More, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is the I guess the home video release of this concert that came out. This I will never forget when I got this. Like I'll never forget when yeah, I was, tell me it was my sixth birthday, May second, two thousand one, and I guess one of the gifts that i was getting from one i think it was one of my cousins and they got me two vhs tapes and one was and they were both britney spears because everyone just knew it was it's britney forever like i'm talking since the womb darling and i got britney spears star baby scrapbook it was an unauthorized vhs and it was like a picture of 1998 britney with like bubbles in the background they literally sold this at the stores you guys and and the other one was britney spears live and more and What live and more was was so clips of this concert, which was from March 2000, it was from the crazy 2k tour, but then interpolated with um, segments from her on Saturday night live Mm -hmm. and iconic moments from the oops I did it again era, and it kind of came out like you said early 2001 so around the time of don't let me be the last to know promo. Oh, God. when she was filming Crossroads and they are like, okay, now we're going to put out some things to keep her name going. And what a magical time just in her career. Because I kind of think that the Britney Spears Live and More tape is kind of like the end point of the Oops, I Did It Again era, actually. Like the release of it.
1: I would say so too. It really yeah. signifies like, a it's a bookmark for yeah. this whole sort of period of her life. This major, major period where Dude. she had proven that she was like a, a not basically not like a one hit wonder or like a one album
0: wonder and that well 2000 is her. the year she turned to a superstar right like that's yeah, the year where it sure. turned from being a big star to being oh wait she's not going anywhere so right you know this right. this whole entire release um I, I was gonna say tape but they're not even gonna know what the hell we're talking about when we say tape um, <laughs> <I know>. God, <laughs> this, Jesus! this release um it, you like it, it perfectly signifies the importance of her in this era for sure
1: yeah. So I remember getting the, I remember getting this for whatever. It was like a, either a birthday or Christmas or whatever. My mom always just knew, like you said, it was like, she would just buy me a bunch of Britney shit. Like, and I think she loved not having to really think about it too deeply. It was like, I'll just get him the calendar and the, the fucking backpack and the, the, all the, the tapes and all the things. And he'll just, I don't even know what it is, but I'll get it for him. And you know what I mean? I don't have to like think about everything else. Um, and I remember getting this tape And I'll never forget. I mean, obviously I wore it the fuck out. I would listen to this or watch it every day, like Mm -hmm. perform the whole thing from beginning to end, you know, sweating up a fucking storm. And I remember learning how to rig (laughs) my (laughs) boombox. I was in like early middle school, like very, very early middle school. So it was like boombox era for me. And I remember like, having a big-ass stereo boombox in my bedroom from, like, Kmart or whatever, and connecting it to my TV in some weird way to make it, like, blare. So I was, like, pretending that the concert was happening, like, in my bedroom, you know?
0: (laughs) Trust. Trust. Listen, if I told you all the stories of me with the Britney Spears concerts like oh, honey I used, to, I used to try to design my wardrobe in the be, in the closest way that I could to her and I would have the concert playing in the basement so that I could run upstairs and do my costume change and run back down you know what I mean like <laughs> Your quick day, change. growing quick up change.
1: gay <laughs> it's a quick five minutes quick change
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so we, I, we, we really do all have the same memories with these two. It's so, so magical, to be honest. You don't really have that connection with the, I, know. the new I, I I don't see it. I don't see it. It's different with Stan Twitter and all that. It's not the same.
1: I also think it's important to point out that, so this tape, of course, you know, it's the year 2000, so this tape has to be uh, internet themed, worldwide web themed. I can um, so the whole it's sort of funny. theme of this is that like it's it's supposed to look like you're on your desktop computer and you're on like a Britney website and like clicking links and each link sends you to a portal that like has opens up something you know exclusive about Britney. So and I just remember thinking that it like looked so
0: cool, like I still the think Little it looks Mouse cool, movie. It, it still is, looks cool. and the magical sound it makes, like oh my I don't know, it's iconic. <laughs>
1: The little mouse, it's like click. Yeah, perfect.
0: And the coloring too. The coloring is perfect. And fun fact on the Fox version of this, like the one that aired on Fox, it's not like like the buttons aren't blue. They're like a fiery orange. It's kind of different. Yeah, yeah. So it's festive. (laughs) (laughs) and I love so at the very beginning when it opens
1: up we see Britney walking through the giant crowd of people all of Waikiki and you hear this fake news reporter come on which I love I'll never forget this oh my god like this is officially the biggest concert ever in Waikiki history Oh, so
0: good so good with final kind of late news and, and like right. i really remember like the facial expressions of like the kids like it's so fun and she's walking through with that friggin'. i, I want to say it's sparkly white is that the color or am i colorblind you know there, we're gonna have a wardrobe conversation okay
1: we'll get there trust me because there's okay. i have so many things to say about the fucking yeah. wardrobe oh my god
0: All this to say, she's looking great with the oops, I did it again, short hair from the early days of the era and walking through kind of like a beetle. Yeah, it's 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 beetle mania. It's beetle mania for sure. It is beetle mania for sure. And just getting ready to slay the lives of every five-year-old in Waikiki Beach. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So she, so it opens with what I would say
1: is one of the most famous now performances of crazy i'm not sure why but i just feel like these performances especially crazy and baby just get like i see them on the internet
0: constantly well i mean i feel like that baby one more time intro is so legendary and remember the baby and so the that intro comes from the baby one more time tour and they kind of merged it into the crazy 2k tour but the baby one more time tour was never televised like there were there's filmings of it and you can watch it but i mean at the time like it wasn't like it aired on tv so you couldn't buy it on dvd it wasn't a thing that you people saw so uh that intro is kind of like when they think of that intro people would relate it to this special because Mm -hmm. that's where everyone saw it growing up and so I think that's why we see it so often. I don't think there's anything particularly great about the performance. Like It's obviously fantastic, but right. it's not like, it's like where she had like a snake, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing particular that made it exactly stand out. Right. It's just so good that it just stood out. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I yeah. Mean? <laughs> there's no,
1: there's no big gimmicky kind of crazy yeah. moment uh, yeah. or anything. It's just a simple, you know, performance of this song, but she's killing it, obviously. Um, yeah. And again, it's it's always used, the, that clip of her opening with her standing and her back facing the audience, like, that clip is used so often in conservatorship, um, I don't know, media,
0: like, well, uh, that and one and the one at the end, too, funny enough, there's the both of them, there's the one in the white yeah. outfit, and then the, one in the purple outfit, it's kind of funny how, literally they just needed to find more moments from this special because she also um was so interactive with the audience at this era in her career um the mic was on of course and so that's why you know she was so interactive with the audience and they gave us so many great moments like this because you know there would always be the you know the how you feeling and all that stuff (laughs) (laughs) right but even just like the the facial expressions and this is like 18 year old fresh Britney so she is like ready to be on that stage and this is kind of like like it it got obviously better than this even more during the Mm -hmm. dream within the dream tour but like this really feels like okay we're transitioning from just like a regular girl who performs we're transitioning to superstar like this is like next level stage presence and funny enough you know I rewatched obviously this special before doing this episode and we had just watched I just watched the Grammys yesterday and I was like wow where is this where's the stage presence you know it's not there anymore there's no one like this anymore and that's why they keep you know these things live on for 22 years because it's just that good
1: it's that superstar thing that I don't think younger people know because we don't really have superstars like this anymore but like that moment of somebody like a Michael Jackson coming out on stage and just being silent for like two minutes.
0: Oh yeah. Janet you still know? Does to this day.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, not many people can like, and Brittany is somebody who had reached that level of fame where she could walk out on stage and just stand there and smile. And people would literally
0: be peeing, like, like convulsing um, in the yeah. fucking audience. Well, stars don't shine that bright anymore. We, we know this though. Right.
1: Yeah, and okay, so let's talk about, because I guess we could do it for each track, like once we get to each performance, we could talk about the styling, but I want to talk about the wardrobe
0: for this opening, because I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> okay, okay, really? Okay, I'm interested to hear uh, your thoughts before I get into this. Okay, so for one
1: thing, I what I love about this period of Britney's performance pieces is that. You know, a few years later, like when you get to like two thousand one, two thousand two, I would say it it starts to become very like DIY in a cool way, like the patches yeah. and the arm yeah. cuffs and all the shit. Like it's just really cool and like Absolutely. handmade. At this period, things are like tailored specifically for Oops because they got they had big money, they had a budget, right?
0: Oh things yeah, are, that budget was
1: out of this world. For I you. mean. Okay. The tailoring of these clothes on her body is absolutely fucking insanity. Snatched. Like, she's, it's, they're painted on, and, like, she doesn't look uncomfortable. Everything is just so perfect. It's all so custom, intensely custom. Um, so in the opening, she's wearing this, like, white cropped, this white crop top that's, like, you can tell made for her in these pants. And there, it's white, but it has like a pinkish, like bubblegum, or not, I would say like a cotton candy pink, like sort of glittery effect. And then yeah, there's a heart very on glitter, her butt.
0: lots of glitter. Oh, the heart on her ass.
1: <laughs> she looks so good. Her hair is flipped out in the most Y2K way ever. She's got those little gems that you used to put on your arms from like Claire's. Like she just looks incredible. This is peak, like Britney. I say this all the time, being like, you know, her wearing something on this tour is like the next day. All of the malls across the entire country
0: are like a little bit different. This is like innocence, Brittany. This is yeah. like sexy. Like, but they were they were making her more sexy in this time. If you if you notice, like you like you said, very tailored to her. So everything was very tight and everything was very fitted. And you know, I even made some comments. Like we'll get into this one outfit, but I'm just like, damn, her ass looks good.
1: Like, like I mean, I, I, oh, I already know which one. <laughs> I already know it's the dress. We'll get to
0: it. Oh my god, yes, it's the dress! I, <laughs> the dress. The dress. <laughs> I literally was like, damn, Brittany. I was like, I, yeah. I was like, she's I monster. know. Listen, I'm very gay, but to be honest, like things were going through my head for a second. I'm like, okay, wow, like really, really sexy. And it's kind Absurd. of crazy like, that we're only 18.
1: I know. And then so I also wanted to talk now that we're like at the performance element of it. I wanted to talk about the dancing a little bit.
0: Oh God, yes. Where do I even start with that?
1: (laughs) I want to give you, I want to run a theory by you. And if you think I'm wrong, I want you to truthfully tell me. So I like to break Britney's dancing down into chapters in my head, the same way that you would with like an album. Okay, yeah. Because she's had so many iterations of dance style, right? Right. And like in this specific era, this is what I refer to as Britney's athletic dancing period. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because in the next couple of years, you do see Britney become a better technical dancer because she is nonstop dancing every fucking day for like five straight years. So she really, by the time she's doing in uh, like Me Against the Music, she's like not human, right? She's like a Terminator dancer. But here she's incredible, but it's more like, It's coming from a place of gymnastics and being an athlete and like training. Like she's Mm -hmm. dancing like a fucking athlete to me.
0: For sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. Her body is just proof of that. If you notice like the muscles and oh my the strength. It's like, okay, but you know, we know Brittany was a gymnast when she was a young girl. So I feel like, especially the early days of dancing, like the more that she danced, it was like you said, very athletic. And then the more she did it, it became more technical. And then obviously Onyx hotel peak just mm-hmm. dancing out of this freaking world. And then obviously we know what happened, but <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but for a while but yeah definitely I can see that athletic peak right there it's uh, it's like a sport it's a there's it, it's it's the Michael Jackson school the Janet Jackson school of dancing right there you know where yep. it's not just I'm dancing to perform I'm it's a sport and I am an athlete like it's work yes. and she looks fucking fantastic and that's why yeah. she is so iconic these little things like this you know they are kind of unmatched.
1: Yeah, and I'm so glad that you brought up the Michael Jackson School of Dance thing because it's like, there's an understanding and appreciation for the choreography. Oh, of like, You have to hit every single thing really hard because it all means something. And like that's the difference between somebody like Britney or like Madonna or Janet, who was raised dancing versus someone who as a pop star is then told, well, now it's time for you to start dancing. Like there's Brianna. a different- like Rihanna.
0: yeah, Or yeah. even
1: like Christina, who was like, well, I'm not a fucking dancer, but
0: okay. She definitely is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> <She>
1: definitely <laughs>
0: is
1: nuts. <laughs> um, and then,
0: <laughs> just interrupt
1: me when we get to the Fox stuff.
0: Yeah, of course, okay. yeah. I will, don't worry.
1: Um, so then we get this a segment called Britney Gets Personal. So she's being interviewed with her former manager, Johnny Wright.
0: Who um, sued her in 2007, by the way. yes. Yeah, like like, we could do a whole episode about Johnny Wright, honestly. Like, because, anyway, yes. <laughs> no, but say,
1: say what you want, what did you want to say?
0: Well, no, I was just going to say, with Johnny, I just, it's so interesting to see how involved and how important he was at this point in her career and how fucking quickly he turned on her in her hour of need, to be very honest. So it was interesting for me to be watching this and see how he was a supportive one. Um, but I digress for me the iconic part of this interview is obviously the coffee bean part where they talk about how she has to have her coffee bean shipped over (laughs) because she (laughs) quote-unquote Uh, loves coffee bean and it's hard to get it and he's like and it's not warm when it's, it's back so it becomes a problem and then the way that the editors cut that shit she's like it's really crazy and it makes you think that that's what she's talking about yo you know that she was not talking about that and I they wanted know to that narrative that she was a diva because I remember reading the magazines at the time I was like Britney the diva has to have her coffee shipped over hundreds of thousands of miles because she'll only drink coffee bean what I probably think happened was she's like, oh, I miss Coffee Bean. And they're like, you sure you don't want it? We can get it for you in two seconds. And she's like, oh, okay. And they did all these things and painted this narrative. They did this shit. And this is true. into it, but it's kind of iconic at the same
1: time. It's just funny to hear, to see how they tried to edit that and to know her so well now, to know that she's like the complete opposite- like she's the furthest thing from like a quote diva that's like so far from who Britney is so it's just hilarious like you know and it it speaks to the time like we did live in a time where it was like we didn't have social media so being able to yeah like they controlled the narrative and being able to speculate about the opulence of what it is to be a celebrity was so you know it was like this like curtain that we did not have access to peek behind back in the day a velvet yeah. rope if you may uh, if you will for sure <laughs> but yeah um i was really I, I forgot that johnny wright had a moment and by the way when he did turn his back on her let's just make this clear not only did he turn his back the motherfucker went and managed justin during the release of cry me a river like the man like he literally went and managed Justin's career and helped him promote an album talking shit about this girl that he ba- basically helped
0: raise. You know that book's gonna be good. That's Oof. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all I'm gonna say. that is gonna be good. Mm-mm-mm.
1: And I also feel like um, just to kind of add to the interview part of it, I know that this is a major part of any pop star's life as a public figure. You get asked like the same kind of questions all the time about what's it like to be a pop star but i will say that i think in britney's case it's particularly during this time it was really beat down our throats her origin story because the oh, origin yeah. story was such a big oh, yeah. part of the 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 whole thing right the market well, yeah.
0: It's what made her the girl next door. It's what made her the likable one. If you think about it, you know, Christina, her upbringing was a little bit different. She had an abusive father and Mm -hmm. if you think about her, Christina's debut era, did we really know where she came from? Nobody did actually. It wasn't something that was talked about. It was only something that she explored when she made strips. And that's eventually when she gained, when people gained respect for her as an artist, because she put out that masterpiece and that's because she finally got to dig into her soul. Um, and kind of come out with that stuff. I feel like with Brittany, it was kind of different. Whereas her origins and her um, seeds, where she came from, was so important to her image. And the ironic thing is that really her family's a piece of shit, right? But right. I guess, right. but even back then, her father was an absentee father. So it's interesting how they, how they really crafted into all of our minds how she has the most perfect family and she is such a family girl. And I'm sure she was, but. It was also a huge part of her image in the sense of like she's from a small town of Kentwood, Louisiana, with 2,500 people. Even when she was in the Mickey Mouse Club, like that was a big thing. Like that she's from a small town girl from Kentwood. Even when you read Jessica Simpson's book, the way that she talks about her, I, I just feel like that was a part of Britney's essence because yeah. she was such a young girl and she did come from that small town. But what we didn't know is that she had you know the issues in her family. Obviously, you know, skeletons eventually always come out of the closet and we saw that um, she was being mistreated for such a long time. But at that time, you know, we couldn't have been fed a more perfect picture, to be honest.
1: Right. And like her being this like fish out of water who just became this cultural phenomenon. But at the end of the day, like, you know, she's a normal, bubbly, sweet teenage girl. It made her so much more approachable. And like, you know, it made young girls not feel intimidated by how, fucking beautiful and hot she was you know? I, yeah i was gonna
0: say because she's like next level gorgeous like yeah. just as, you know especially as a young girl it's like oh my goodness and like incredibly talented but and but genuinely just so sweet and down to earth but i think the thing is she really is all those things and mm-hmm. i think that just the powers that be in the music marketing world you know just amplified it but i really do feel that when anything that came from britney i really do feel actually was authentic you know like i do I don't think that she was ever trying to be something she wasn't all her outfits. I really do feel she wore things that she thought were cool. And, you know, you get a good feeling of that during this special, actually. That's why I love the special actually, because of all the little skits in between, because, you know, that's how you get to see her personality. And that's kind of the first glimpse we all got to how she was outside of the videos too, you know?
1: Yeah. And they also bring up um, another thing that they used to beat down our throats a lot. They, they bring up the touring aspect and they make it a point to constantly talk about, um, you know, cause Britney's tour people and the, the, her dancers were the closest thing that she had to any sort of camaraderie or, you know, companionship of people her own age. So they would make it seem like everything, basically they would use her dancers as a way to say, she's fine, it's okay that she works this much. She has these dancers and they're on tour with her. And when they stop, like when we stop at places, they get to go to the mall and shit. They, yeah, those they are her places, friends.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: They love that shoving too. that narrative down everybody's throats.
0: Yeah, like, there's that one dancer, I don't remember her name, was it Melissa or something, the blonde one, When she's like, you know, in our days if we just like to go to the mall, and and, it, and then she has, like, you know, Britney's talking about, like, Laura Lynn, and we see Laura Lynn there, mm-hmm. and and that whole crew, and she's like, you know, like, they're gonna come up on tour with me, and, you know, it's gonna be really fun, like, it's gonna be really great, we're gonna go out all the time, like, it's very interesting, because you're so right, because as a kid, that's totally what I thought it was, I thought, like, yeah. oh, Britney has all her friends, and da-da-da-da-da, and it's so perfect, and oh god like kind of insane but yeah yeah
1: it's fine that she doesn't get days off because she gets to go to the mall do you see she's at the mall with her friends everything's fine and i think even for her like it was a it was a little bit of a like a convincing like no this is fine i'm having fun i'm loving this i i do get to have normal moments i'm going to shop for dolls see
0: i'm living my dream
1: (laughs) (laughs) right So then we switch over to another performance and this time she's doing sometimes, um, a A a very, very, very good performance of sometimes very chill. You know, I love her in this atmosphere, in this setting.
0: This is, well, the outdoor concert is always such a beautiful setting just for any life taping, because, you know, you really feel like you're there, but, Something I loved about for sometimes actually, um, I the scenes of the little girls and the audience are oh kind of legendary. like I like. There's this one girl who's wearing like this halter top. Like these are all like girls like six or less. <laughs> one girl wearing this like halter top that has like a bandana theme, and then during sometimes there's like the most adorable little blonde girl on like oh. her parent's shoulder, like like mouthing the words, and I'm just like that's adorable, <laughs> and so kind of great to see now as an adult because I was one of those kids you know I was right. that age two and when, when this special came out I think it came out in like April 2000 so I'm May 95 I was four or five years old I was literally that age so it's so fun to watch like look it was all of us who were like so enamored and in love with Britney yeah, and these yeah. songs and it's a beautiful feeling and re-watching it now really kind of made me feel really warm inside I was like god like this is so great like I really hope that my kids kind of have somebody like the Brittany that I had that they can just find that comfort in the music. And it was so beautiful to, um, see the kids get that feeling. That's, that's the one thing about the sometimes performance from this special, um, that stands out to me for sure. Aside from obviously, you know, just how beautiful she is in the great blue outfit, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Yesterday I was actually watching this. Um, I was watching a reaction video of somebody listening to her, uh, oops album and they were like i forgot like that britney sang all these songs with such intense emotion and that like she was so emotional singing these songs and you can really it's like you know who didn't forget that is these fucking kids us like that little girl on the shoulders literally in her feelings about to cry like she just lost her fiance yeah like she is like feeling it you know what i mean it's it's because britney was feeling it you know
0: yeah I, it's it's amazing to see and um such a test to the time too i think because yeah the reach was just so wide it was so wide and you see it in this special and the songs are so timeless sometimes it's so timeless you know, know. watching any performance of it i'm just like god i wanted to perform it again such a good <laughs> it's so
1: sweet it's such a yeah. sweet just oh and again you brought up the the like blue bikini she's wearing. So obviously, you know, we're talking about this being filmed in Hawaii. And ironically, at the time, there was this really intense, I don't know if I would call it a resurgence, but there was a moment of like sort of Hawaiian, like surf wear being just like the true tease. Like everybody wanted to look like they had just put their board in the sand to come into class.
0: You know what I mean, like yeah, well, it was the height of Abercrombie and Fitch, the height right. of Abercrombie and Fitch. So, um, speaking of like the Netflix special on Abercrombie and Fitch, can't wait to watch that when it comes out. Oh my God. Um, but but yeah, no. So it was the height of that, and actually, um, I think it's the next song after this. But um, is, is the next song uh, from the bottom? Yes. Okay. So. I don't know if we want to move on or not, but just to point out a fashion, the little boy, that the, the boy that she brings up is really <laughs> wearing that surfer uh, gear and has that surfer look. So just a testament to that point, 100%, that was the main look at that time. Oh, God. Oh, yeah.
1: yes. It was like, you had to look like a, str- like either a surfer or a skater or like a preppy person who dabbled in one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brittany's wearing this crocheted, uh, like, blue bikini top that has these little gems hanging off the bottom of it it's it it fits her so perfect she looks beautiful and this like tie-dyed sarong over her like bathing suit bottom and little flip-flops and she's like so tan and oh my god she just looks stunning
0: Easy breezy uh, beautiful. That's the best way to yes. it, best look. Easy breezy <laughs> beautiful cover girl. I don't think Britney was ever a cover girl, but she she had the urge for herbal. So easy breezy <laughs> beautiful herbal.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, and then we get the next segment is my favorite in the entire special. So we get to for hang so out with Britney in the dancers, <laughs> and um, Andre. All right, we get to see Andre. <laughs> Andre Fuentes, Britney's original choreographer slash backup dancer slash lifelong best friend.
0: May he rest in peace. May he rest yeah. in peace. Um, kind of sad to know that when he died, I'm sure she never even got the chance to say any type of respects because of the conservatorship mm-hmm. and probably didn't hear about it until a while after um, because they were so close. And he really brought out the best in her, especially in her dancing. And and at this time when she was such a young girl and the dancers were her only friends you know he played such an important part in her life and it's uh beautiful to see them together at this time for sure i mean we see him in a bunch of specials like you know for the record he's in for the record um he's in the stages documentary because he went on the dream within a june tour he's a very integral part of britney's art for the first uh, you know chunk of her career and yeah it, it's a uh, kind of a great piece of her Of her musical puzzle, I guess, is the best way to say it. Uh, This little scene here where they're doing this little dance because there's not much, oops, I did it again, choreography, um, like behind the scenes clips, really, or like rehearsal clips, as much as there is of the other songs, I don't find at least. So this one is one of the ones that we kind of get and... And she looks great, and she looks like she's having fun. She stubs her toe at that part. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she's you
1: know. so cute, and so you're funny. right. Yeah, I think for a really long time, like especially like you said earlier, like the OG Britney fans, you just and I talked about this before. Like you just sort of knew the machine. You knew everybody involved. You knew Felicia. You knew Larry. Oh God, you know, yeah. You yeah, knew Andre, it. like you knew manuela like you just like knew you knew big rob like you just for 10 years it's like you you knew her orbit and it was so special to watch her relationship with andre from the very beginning you know up until like for the record when he's consoling her about her her weird life like you know he really was such a major part of her life and it's just horrifically sad that he's never gotten any sort of public
0: anything like he really has never never nothing he's really like a britney fan like only the fans know who he is like he has never gotten that recognition that he deserved at all um hell we're giving it to him right now we love you andre
1: we love you andre seriously and it does make me really sad to think that like you said she probably didn't find out about it for a long time and even if she did want to say something about it, like she probably wasn't allowed to.
0: Yeah, it made me, it was happy to see. I, I enjoyed watching this again. It was like, oh, this is very cute.
1: Oh, so nostalgic. And we get this fun moment where she takes a little picture in front of a waterfall and any Britney fan, oh. <laughs> especially Britney fans of a particular age, will what? remember that those pictures, those the, her Hawaii photo shoot circulate. First of all, it was the calendar. Yep. It was the playing cards. It was, I mean, these pictures literally... went around, honey. Oh, my they went God. around. God. Every Britney magazine, every teen magazine, like the Hawaii pictures were it.
0: Yeah, they were it. And she looked beautiful. And it's uh, oh. and that little, what do they call them? The What do they call the thing she put around her neck? What's the right word for it? A lay? Is that what they are? Yeah. She looked so beautiful in it. And and I loved her hair up and the little things that she was doing with her oh. arms, with her hands on <laughs> <and> her toes.
1: <laughs> so cute. Oh I my loved God, it. crossing it her was... little hands.
0: Yeah, this is a great segment. Um, <laughs> and with the little waterfall in the background. Yeah, magical, magical photos. Very <laughs> grateful that we have them to this day. God, she was gorgeous.
1: <laughs> and then the next segment with Brittany's backstage, and she's like telling the camera that uh, they've pulled. Her biggest fan, or not her biggest fan. Uh, what do they call him? Like, the biggest player? How do they refer to Heart, him? The heartbreaker. The biggest heartbreaker. <laughs> the biggest heartbreaker. Mm. And then she goes up on stage, and it's this fucking dork named Peter. Like,
0: you, are, <laughs> you have to say it like him, though. Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter. Peter. looks like a heartbreaker, right? No, he doesn't, Brittany. No, babe. He doesn't. (laughs) Not to me, at least, honey. She was like, So you're the ultimate heartbreaker. Mm, mm, mm." I was like, This is amazing. (laughs) Okay, but why haven't we? This performance hasn't even started, but there is already something that we have to talk about, okay? The fucking dress. Baby, the dress. dress, This dress is insanity. Just go, go for it. Say everything. Okay, first of all, n- you know, we talked about body fitting, body tailor, honey, nothing made her body look sexier than this fucking dress. It's literally just like a, what is it? Honestly, let's call it uh, Mariah's pink yet lavender. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> it is pink yet lavender uh, dress that is, I guess it's, it's a pretty tight fitting dress and it's mm-hmm. like definitely a short dress, but it has these rips. Mm -hmm. And those rips are right along the right side of her body, but obviously the left side if you're watching it. And Mm -hmm. my god, her ass in this dress looks insane. And her legs, it's like talk about athletic, like girl! The, the one of the hottest she's ever looked, in yeah. My opinion. In my opinion, hands down, hands down. I'm sure that that heartbreaker, if he wasn't a little gay boy, was like, Okay, just <laughs> take on.
1: <Just> <laughs> it's like the body that the BBL girls like want, yeah. It, I mean, but it's like all muscle and just tone and thickness, and just it's like. And one of the things I've always found so interesting about Britney's wardrobe is that, you know, I don't think people understand like the, the magnitude of Britney's stomach and what it meant to a generation of people. The mm-hmm. belly button ring, the abs, like it was, I always say that Britney's stomach was as integral to her career as like Michael Jackson's fedora or Madonna's mole and her gap or whatever similar to janet
0: similar to janet yes um i remember that diane sawyer interview in 2003 when she's like those abs those abs like that was a whole whole (laughs) focus it was a whole focus of the interview 100 this dress well really every outfit let's be honest because if it wasn't this dress like her belly was showing because if you have that belly how are you not fucking showing it honey okay like (laughs)
1: Well, they always found like it reminds me a lot of not to be too inside baseball about it, but it reminds me a lot of like a Marilyn Monroe kind of thing because yeah, it's like it's um it's imagery like it's important imagery to always make sure that in some way her belly ring is incorporated into her look even if she's wearing a dress they'll they find a way to incorporate the the imagery of Britney Spears into the look and like that is so it's like Marilyn Monroe's red lip is Britney's fucking belly ring.
0: And she, like, still wears it to this day, eh?
1: Yeah, she does. I love it. I love it. I know. It. I know. She's like, I'm still going to wear low-rise jeans and my fucking belly ring, and I don't care. An icon. But yeah, this outfit is fucking unreal. I think about this dress all the time. She's also wearing heels on stage, which at the time was major for Britney. Well,
0: she kind of switched in and out, I noticed. There were some scenes where she was wearing her little (laughs) shoes that That match, but there wasn't a lot of dancing for this, right? Like, this was from the bottom of my broken heart. So, she was going to be singing live, and there wasn't going to be any playback. So, this is when she could have worn heels. And, God, did she just look gorgeous? And she performs for the little boy, and they are little boy. He's like 19. Like, what am I saying, little boy? (laughs) But she performs for him. Uh, Tanya takes that picture out of that little Polaroid type camera, like pulls it out, um, and they have like a great moment. There's a there's a scene where like there's a face that she makes, like how was I to know I missed you so, and then she does something <laughs> with like her lip that goes like really close together, and like you could just see the sparkle in her lip gloss. I don't understand why that's important to me. Don't ask me, but I just remember as a kid thinking, wow, she looks gorgeous here <laughs> in this scene. <laughs>
1: Listen, nothing that you say right now is going to sound insane. I I also want to bring up the fact that there's a moment where when she says the, um, she's like talking to Peter, but it's time to start the song. And he's like a dumb idiot. Like he's like. So stupid. My God. He's so stupid. He's like trying to fucking small talk her on stage as she's like about to miss her cue. And she goes, okay. (laughs) Okay." (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. He's like, babe, shut the fuck
0: up, okay? I'm doing this one live. Literally, like, this is going on TV. Um, (laughs) A professional at all times, you know, always knows how to keep the show going. God bless our girl. Another thing that comes around right after this performance, unless you had anything else to say about this performance. No, go
1: ahead.
0: In this outfit, right after, she... Does this performance? He's off the stage. She then introduces a up-and-coming girl group to the audience. (laughs) (laughs) They go by the name of Destiny's Child. Maybe you've heard of them. I think you've heard of one of the members. Her name is Beyonce. 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 Oh, Beyonce. Underground. Underground underground. artist. Underground artist. Um, No Grammys. Soundcloud girl. girl. Soundcloud girl. Beyonce. Um, (laughs) And it is the Beyonce show. Let me tell you, this. You know, because when the TV special came out, it was around April 2000. So Say My Name was number one. So they were like, okay, who are we going to get to open for Britney? Oh, who's number one? That'll be who opens for Britney. Because that's how iconic Britney was. Whoever was number one would be who opened. And it was Destiny's Child with Say My Name with Michelle Williams and Farrah Franklin in one of their first performances as a new foursome in Hawaii wearing all green it is the Beyonce show, Troy, by the way. It is the Beyonce show. The other girls don't even have their mics on. Lip syncing oh the, God. no, say nothing, to my thing. Like, they're just lip right. background. And then, Be- like, the camera's on Beyonce the whole time. And, um, yeah, the audience is loving it. But that's just to show you guys that national television, Destiny's Child was the opener for, Be- for Britney. Beyonce yeah. was yeah. the opener. She was the opening <laughs> act it really does it it paints the picture of like the
1: magnitude of how famous she was that britney was already at a place of breaking a guinness record when beyonce was pursuing fame
0: this is when they were really coming up destiny's child like this was their moment they were coming up
1: i don't think people understand especially i understand i mean i get it because younger people weren't there for the transition from destiny's child to from to Beyonce as a solo artist, but like it took Beyonce a long time. Like she was in a, a in a band. Like I don't think younger people understand. Like that Destiny's Child was like it wasn't just like a little tiny thing that she did. Like yeah, you know, was like you know,
0: a main artist.
1: Yeah, like that was her gig. Like, and and when she did become solo, she really had to like prove herself, and like by that time, Britney had already was already taking over the world. So, yes. like, it just kind of gives paints an, a picture of, like, how fucking famous this girl was.
0: Yeah, I think Britney was just huge off the date, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that Beyonce kind of had to fight for a very long time. Because even when she made it huge as Beyonce, she was still not being taken seriously. Right. For Beyonce, it only really happened after she had Blue Ivy and after she did the Super Bowl. Like, that's when it became where she God. got. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for many years, you know, Beyonce was playing second fiddle, and 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 it was Destiny's Child, really. But they were obviously putting Beyonce in the forefront. <laughs> they only started really giving parts to Michelle and Kelly when Farrah left the the group. <laughs> 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 to be honest, so this special is a perfect example of that. And yeah, and they perform "Say My Name," and they have a little segment, and um, and yeah, and it's just it's just it's just festa for that reason to be like, okay, like this is like <laughs> like Destiny's Child was the openers for Britney. So yeah. Interesting tidbit about the special as well. And is this where we get the SNL clips? Yeah, well, they're kind of interpolated throughout. So the first one that they do is the one where like they'll they they put her monologue like her little monologue mm. with, with the boobs <laughs> yeah and because everyone was talking about her boobs and and then they kind of cut to the scene where she is with was it woodrow the garbage guy <laughs>
1: yes take a doo pie
0: yeah, take a doo-doo pie. And um, <laughs> that's the first one that air- that they put. Um, well, we could just talk about all the SNL ones now, if you yeah. want. Like, there's the three main ones that they show throughout this special. Because Britney also hosted SNL. So when they kind of put out the live and more special, they just kind of took like the a few highlights from it. And so there was that one. Um, and then there was another one where she is auditioning dancers for her tour oh my and god. there's like that scene where they're playing like crazy and they're like spin spin spin, spin. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and doing the spin and and then my favorite snl skit the morning latte <laughs> i mean it, it's so iconic i don't even know where to Start with that
1: to be honest. It's so fucking good. And Sherry O'Terry, they like write Sherry losing her voice into the skit, so she has laryngitis. She's like, it's hot, it's hot. So good.
0: (laughs) So good. good. It's really hot in here. And they kind of keep doing that throughout the entire segment. Yeah, it's hot. (laughs) It's so good. Brittany,
1: it was so fucking good on SNL so good
0: she she rocked him and this was the first of two times that she hosted and performed i would love if when she puts out the book and does promo for it if she did snl again i don't know if she ever would but i would love to see it could you imagine Um,
1: i also love um in that the skit where she's auditioning she's wearing these like i'll never forget the pants
0: The low rise, super fitted, but kind of had a cuff at the end of the boot. Made her ass look great. Like, oh God.
1: They're just like skin tight to her body. They're just like cheetah print. And they look like Lisa Frank. They're like Lisa Frank pants. Lisa Frank. Hmm. I'm so fucking old. Lisa Frank was like, like in the 90s, it was like this like style of like, uh, like school supplies that had like dolphins and. Leopard print and cheetah and glitter and things.
0: You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. Oh God. Well, the era, right? God bless her. She won't let it die either. Like she is still wearing those pants. She's still wearing that style, and she's still rocking it. If you ask me, to be honest,
1: killing it. But then we get. I guess you could you could say that this is like for Britney fans, maybe one of the most iconic moments of this entire little special when she drives her convertible to this girl's house and she tells the camera you know I have this fan she's my number one fan we have the same birthday she's from Louisiana and she writes me letters all the time so I know where she lives and I'm gonna go visit her and she goes and knocks on this girl's door and like we've all her life like I wonder what this girl's life experience has been like because every Britney fan has fantasized about being her at one at one point
0: so have we just before we get into it have we seen like where she is now have we ever seen her again I've never seen her again if anybody I never have either okay so Britney army if that's what we still call ourselves um yeah (laughs) all of you psychotic fans who are on twitter and um always finding issues with every little thing that sam posts take your sleuthing skills to find us this girl please and i want to know where the little boy is that she meets where she says can you call me when you're older because i think it was sam but that's my that's my that's my opinion
1: (laughs) the Um, fact that (laughs) the fact that they haven't like come forward or like been like hi
0: like, like how I'm have the- they not unless unless they're just like one of those people that just aren't on social media like you never know there's so many people in this world right so you just right. no idea. but such a great part you know like if Britney Spears ever came to my door as a kid and like invite all your friends like that's like the dream right there like come on it's
1: great too because when she opens the door when, Brit- when Britney knocks on the door and she the girl opens it she doesn't initially realize that Britney knocked on the door. So she's like right. looking at the camera crew and she's like, what the fuck is like, going on? The and then it's like, she looks up and Britney is like a foot away from her face. And I just, and then she, she, she does like, it's cute too. Cause she does all of the things that you would do as like an insecure, weird kid. Like she starts like contorting her fingers yeah. and like, Like scratching her eyelid and it doesn't really itch, you know what I mean? Like just being awkward because she's like, I'm talking to Britney Spears right
0: now. I know those. Oh, I know (laughs) those. How old am I? I would still do that shit.
1: (laughs) Me too. too. I was like, girl, I you're handling this beautifully, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and such a and such a great moment. Again, she's with Britney's with her girls. Notice how she's always with her girls when she's doing all these things. Like that's Mm -hmm. really what they're painting: like Britney having fun with her girls. but so fun you know Britney interacted with so many different um, just people in Hawaii that was that's something i love about this special you know there was this yeah where, where um, she's like dancing the hula and there's like all the kids and when there's obviously we're gonna get to it later the scene where she's in the high school but all this is saying is like she, you know, she it was fun to see her kind of get into the culture as well and not just come here to do this free concert it was a great whoever wrote the treatment for this special like good job guys because this is i agree this is, this is some good shit like you know it's it's different that's why it was fun you know it, it wasn't your average concert special. Like, how fun to watch her go surprise some fans and invite all the friends in the neighborhood. There's a scene where they're like coming up to like the fence and it kind of looks like the kids <laughs> are dogs. I'm not kidding. It's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're completely right, though. It's such a great, like, it's so fun to experience Hawaii like through her. And like, it really feels like she is out, it's ex- like just doing all of this fun stuff and they're just like filming it. Um, yeah. But the, so that she tells this girl to like call her friends over because they're going to have a pizza party. And of course they have like a pizza hut pizza party at the house. Iconic. You know, what else would it be? I also love when the kids come over and they're like, they're, you know, they're kids. Like it's so awkward. Britney's like talking to this girl. The girl can't make eye contact. So she's standing in the hallway. She's looking down her hall as Britney Spears asks her, you know, general questions. And all the other kids are just standing with their pizza in their hands, staring at Brittany, like mouth breathing. I know, <laughs>
0: it's the funniest thing in the mom was probably just like, oh God, like Get me the fuck out, out of here. like go on the here. beach. I just want to go on the beach, you know, but I want to go by myself. You know, it's too obvious if there's too many security guards at me. I just want to, you know, and a couple of kids come up to me, but then I'm just like, oh, are you Brittany? No, I'm not that girl.
1: I'm not that girl. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, yeah, we get the infamous moment with the little boy that we all truly believe is Sam. I want a blood test done. Me um, too, baby. And she's so cute talking to this kid. I was like, oh, you're gonna have a little boy one day and you don't know yet. Ah. And then
0: she had to. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's so cute when she picks him up. Oh, my God. Yeah, and she you could always tell Brittany's always loved kids. Like, I Brittany know. and her, her connection to children, like, <laughs> She's just such a sweet soul, and the mother in her is just so natural, and the caretaker in her, and you see it from this little early age, just like this little kid, the way she's just so enamored with him, and such a cute moment. And will you call me when you're older, Brittany? He did.
1: (laughs) You're right. She is so motherly
0: to be 18. She's like so nurturing. It's just so cute. Yeah, it's beautiful to witness, to be honest, and. Also, like, wait, we, we haven't even talked about this yet, but she's even rocking it in this scene, the friggin' glitter on the arm. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, so love it. Like, I want to say that it was literally just, like, like, glued on glitter. Like, I don't even know what oh, it yes. was. It was a beautiful design, and she just wore it in every single scene in the special.
1: <laughs> they used I to sell it. them as, like, um, they would sell them in the package
0: as the design, well, then, yeah, you- that was, like, the Claire's version. That's not what Britney had. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Britney is a
1: mall girl. You never know. Britney loves the You know the what? you
0: kind of, you know what? I actually, I actually think like, you're right. Never mind. I actually take that back because Britney is that girl that would have gone to Target and gotten She's it. She's like, and, it's from Sears. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, my God. I this. <laughs> <laughs> <Guys, yes>. um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> But, then but we yeah, get... I, legendary. She looks another great piece of the puzzle of this era is that glitter look that she's rocking in the in this scene and in every other scene in the special, actually. Yeah, it's very indicative
1: of the time. I I would really love for that to come back, like the, uh, the like glitter adornments like on your arm. I think that's like so. Like I'm surprised that that hasn't come back. Actually, well, it everything else has tick-tock.
0: at this point. So like I'm waiting for that too. Right. Um. And then we get the, a really sweet
1: moment with Brittany, Courtney, Jansen, and Laura Lynn, um, who like, again, these names just roll off the tongue because the orbit was always the same. Like, we no, like how many times have you said the word, the name Laura Lynn? Probably a million.
0: Oh, oh, nine million times. If it wasn't from a special, it was from one of the books. It was from one of the forwards that she wrote. It was from the chaotic, um, show. Mm-hmm. Laura Lynn has been a concrete piece of Britney's life for so many years. Kind of why it makes me sad to have be watching kind of what Britney's talking about now and how she's upset at everyone. Um, you know, the friends that she's talking about are, you know, these girls. And it makes me sad to see because, you know, I know that they're more than just friends. They are a literal family. And her aunt Sandra, Laura yeah. Lynn's mother, was so important to Britney too. Um. You know they were in this time. They were always there. They were always there. Any chance that they could, and they made sure to get it on camera. They made yeah. sure to get oh, it on yes. camera.
1: Like yeah, Brittany always describes that they went to daycare together. They went to preschool together. They grew up together. Like they're like her sisters, and um, yeah, it does make me really sad. Like that's that was a tough one. And Courtney, I remember seeing her. She had done a lot of, like, interviews during Britney's, like, darker period. Like, she had, like, yes. talked a lot during that time.
0: Especially to, like, the, the British tabloids and the British um yeah. movies that were being made. But she never said anything bad. Like, she kind of, maybe she probably thought in her head it would be, like, we need to have a positive voice for Britney. And you know, she right. definitely wasn't saying anything bad. But, like, yeah, she was talking at that time. And I'm very curious to know what Brittany thinks about it.
1: Sure. Right. She'll talk about it in the book. I'm sure we'll find out. Maybe. Later I'm sure The good, mysterious book is coming. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they they've uh, filmed this really cute segment where they like. Uh, what
0: is it was called hang gliding. Um, I guess called? so. Um, but they're hanging in the air, so let's just call it that. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, something, you know that thing that people do on vacation when they, like, are tied to a boat on, like, a rope, and then they're on a parachute, and the thing drops them into the water, and they did that. Parasailing? I don't fucking know.
0: Um, I don't know. I'm scared of heights, so I would never even, like, try anything of that nature, so I wouldn't know the name, but she looked great doing it. She was being adorable, too. She was, yeah. like, super cute.
1: Um, and then we get one of my favorite performances of born to make you happy i
0: think oh. of her entire career come on baby do the tango do the tango
1: oh my oh. God. so
0: good i don't know what i like better the bandana top the dancing the tango remix or just the fact that born to make you happy is my favorite britney spears song drops is the it mic. really I didn't know that?
1: Oh my god, I didn't know that
0: It is my favorite Britney Spears song I understand that's a very tough Question And it's interesting Because, uh, you know, if somebody were to ask me What the best song of all time was I would say Baby One More Time By Britney Spears But yet I'm saying Born to Make You Happy Is my favorite Britney Spears song How does that I make understand sense? That. I think but, it makes complete sense um, Yeah, thank you Well, that's because we're the same um, <laughs> Right <laughs> <laughs> but to those who don't get it it's because when you say best song of all time you're thinking of more than just the song you're mm-hmm. thinking of the impact you're thinking of the video you're thinking of culture you're thinking of just the importance right whereas if I'm just taking my favorite Britney song genuinely I really just the melody and the actual song it really is my favorite I love it so much maybe because of the nostalgia attached to it it is one of the four songs I obviously it was from her first album I was only four years old so it's one of the it's in the group of the first songs I learned that whole album right so just how much I loved it then I'm 26 turning 27 this year and I still love it the same and it's just like the perfect pop song and it's yeah. not It's it, it, and it's written beautifully too so I don't know I love it and I, I think she did a great performance of this it's my second favorite Born to Make You Happy though because nothing will ever beat the music box at dream within a dream
1: oh you're oh wow okay yeah you're right you're completely right <laughs> Ooh, oh i just got goosebumps i like literally got i know oh I my know. god jesus um <laughs> I, I uh but no yeah this is like and we're so lucky to get a, a live vocal she sounds amazing the
0: mic was um, on the mic the was,
1: on. was on honey it was hot yeah. and she looked incredible yeah she was wearing this like really cool tube top and um I really liked her like cargo pants. She was wearing I these, loved like, them. Right? They looked really cool. Like yeah. she just looked like such a dancer during yeah. this whole moment. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's that was like such a great performance. Yeah, the little salsa moment is so random and fun. And you know, it was like always fun back in the day when they would try and find random times to just allow Britney to ex like to show how great of a dancer she was. It's like, oh, let's give her another dance break right here. <laughs>
0: but it, it, it translated so well on stage. Like, it, it really did fit well. And I, you know, yeah. you would never think to add a little tango salsa remix into Born to Make You Happy of all songs, but they did it. And they did it well. And it was so fun.
1: <laughs> we then transition into nighttime. This is Britney's night moment at the beach. And she's hanging out with her friends and the dancers and they're watching hula dancers, and they're watching yes. a fire show. They're getting the sort of tourist Hawaii experience that you get when you are a tourist in Hawaii, and yeah. she's like living. She's having so much fun.
0: Having so much fun, living, I'm living for her outfit, it's like the kind of blue oh. floral, like two-piece, and you know the way that she bobs her head to like the music when those like hula yeah. them, like dun 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 dun, dun 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 and like the way she moves her head, it's like I can just picture it in my head right now. It's just so I'm doing it, really, it now. I'm doing it right now. It's just so it just that that sound and that face like it just awoke so many memories when I was rewatching it. And, <laughs> and the fire guy, to be honest, that made me a little uncomfortable. That fire guy. Like, me I too. Know, saying, oh, how do that? I was like, I don't like this. I don't like things like that. Me neither, because I, I'm scared of heights, so I don't like seeing people, like, falling off buildings and all that no. stuff, but even on that, it's like I'm, it's just, like, I, I, I can feel it, so I, I don't know how they yeah. did that, but, you know, Brittany yeah. herself was also wowed, looking stunning as ever, and every little facial expression that she did, Oh, too. my God.
1: She was having so much fun, and I was thinking, like, this is so crazy, because Hawaii is obviously a place that has become so... You know, important to her and like a place she loves to visit, Hawaii. And yeah, Maui now
0: is her number one fucking spot. <laughs> right. Number
1: one. I was like, I wonder if she thinks about this, you know, her memories of this time when she goes to Hawaii again, you know?
0: This must have been her first time there, right? I
1: think it was. Yeah.
0: And now, 22 years later, literally, she goes four or five, six times a year, like the term yeah. being vacation spot. And so, self- I, I think I can see why. She looked like she was just having so much fun and even just like the little moments here, not just on stage. And and who knows, with all the hard things that have happened in her life, I'm sure it was a place of refuge for her as well.
1: I'm going to run another theory by you. And, well, it's oh. not even really a theory. I'm just going to say something I think people may deem as controversial. Oh. Okay, so then the next scene we get a, a I would say pretty famous performance of, don't let me be the last to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And very famous. Like I think if you, you two don't let me be the last to know live, this is probably like the first one that would come up. Right. And she sounds great. Yeah. But as an adult, it almost makes me sad to hear Britney on stage when she performs live, like this song, for example, If they just had allowed it to be a fucking octave lower.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like she's straining her beautiful voice. Yep. Oh, you know what? It is so funny that you say that. Because if you remember in Dream Within a Dream when she did Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know and she did it live. She actually did it pretty low. Like very, very low. So when I was watching this and she's singing, I was like, oh my God, wait, she's singing it in a higher octave than usual like because i'm because i re dream within a dream live in las vegas like all the time i haven't rewatched this live in hawaii special in years before today. right? so i had forgotten that she used to sing it in this key and i'm just like wow like she really was like that was not the natural way for her to be singing no. like these keys that we especially i think oops era was probably the prime oops and britney era were the prime of her singing ah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to count Britney Jean, obviously, because that wasn't her singing. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> but like, if you like even like like in the zone, like whatever, even even in Glory, like I don't know. No, I think you're
1: right. I think the Britney album is Peep, Mickey, like Minnie Mouse. Yeah, but the
0: the intense introduction of it. All this to say, maybe maybe this is a better way of putting it, my apologies. The Baby album had deep voice me all over it. Like, yes. All over it. The Oops album, you hear a lot more of the baby voice because that was the voice on Baby One More Time, the song, and they realized that's what worked. So even for the ballads, like, she was doing it. Even Where Are You Now? Like, I love Where Are You Now? And she sounds beautiful and is literally my favorite song in the world. But she's doing, like, vocals, but baby voice kind of vocals. Because the calling out your name. Like, Mm -hmm. it's very... It still has like uh, uh, to it. It's not like the yes. oh, here we go now. Yes, not as deep voicey. So this live performance of "Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know" is like noticeable to me because in other live performances of this, she does go, she does go lower, but here she didn't. She was trying to keep that baby voice going, mm-hmm. and and it strained her voice for sure. And now, I mean, we don't really know what her voice sounds like anymore. We had that one clip um <laughs> right
1: it's just fucked up
0: because underneath
1: yeah. underneath yeah. the streaming you can hear oh it's there this beautiful there. tone and it's like oh my god like how did these adults
0: allow this to happen like money money's all people care about money money is so, root of all evil it
1: makes no sense to me like this is a girl who naturally is a fucking belter. She she's a Broadway trained singer. She wants to fucking yep. belt and give and give theatrics. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's just sad. Like
0: she sounds great, but she's straining because she it's can't not the get real her there. Yeah. It's not the real her. Um but like you said, she sounded great but no, it's not her real voice and you can hear it. She's struggling, unfortunately, in this performance. But, you know, listen, she looks great and still sounds great doing it. So, you know, we can, We I'm okay with it, but I, I do wish that she was given that chance to sing yeah. the way her actual voice sings because there's nothing wrong with it. And in fact, it's beautiful.
1: We do get a really peak, 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 peak Britney moment at the very end where she's like, doing all the oh my god
0: oh yeah yeah, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> thank you hawaii oh my gosh y'all are so sweet <laughs> <laughs> i love i used to fucking rewind that all the time to try and match the riffs you know listen riffney was oh here for um, this <laughs> performance. I think the next performance is a song where there's like a little riff that she does too. I'll point it out if I'm right. But like all this to say is like, yeah, there's a bunch of signature riffs from the special and oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> is definitely one of them. So let me be the last <laughs> Oh my
1: God. Um, and then we get another very quick interview moment that I thought was actually a little prolific because Um, she talks about, first of all, it's her
0: and Big Rob, and who, I have to point out, you guys, um, so I used to work in a club, okay, I used to work at this club called Rebel Nightclub, it's a club in Toronto, I was a busboy, but all this to say is that my general manager, who actually was a family friend who got me the job, she knows, to this day, still knows Big Rob, and, oh, like he, I think he works. I don't know if he works with Justin Timberlake now, but he was for a while. He was doing Jonas Brothers, but apparently, yeah. always talks about how much he loves, still loves Britney to this day.
1: Oh, I can't hear that. I would have yeah. And
0: and he is just as much the velvet teddy bear in real life as we oh. all thought he was. So yeah, I thought that people would like to know that he's literally just he literally is that sweet velvet teddy bear that we saw. He's he wow. is that person and he never changed. So that's, I thought, yeah, good moment. Uh, I, I would love to see them reunite one day for sure.
1: Me too. I would literally pay for it. I was like, I'll b- Rob, I'll buy your plane ticket.
0: I know. <laughs> please please go okay, to Mali. I'll join you, baby. I will join <laughs> you. i pay that plane ticket. Come please prepare. I mean, please protect Brittany. I'm like, all I need is the address. Thanks.
1: All I need is the address where you heading in Maui, Rob? Let me know. Huh? <laughs> Where's the drop-off point? Um, But no, so she's talking about like, you know, how she goes to the beach and she doesn't like to bring bodyguards because it makes her stand out and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's interesting to see Brittany talk so lax about how easy it is for her to blend in and like, you know she goes out and people don't time really bother her you know she's just throws on a wig and some sunglasses <laughs> and everything's fine and a, a couple girls come up and ask if i'm britney spears and i just say no i'm not that girl and i go on about my day like she's just so naive you know
0: oh, she was a young girl she was 18 this her second album wasn't even out yet oops wasn't even out yet so think of it as, as this is like Olivia Rodrigo at this exact point in where Olivia Rodrigo is in her career. That's what Brittany was in this special. So girl. she is still so fresh. She is, you know, she's still a huge star, but it's all still so new to her. And, you know, I think Brittany said the saying once, you know, you see everything through these little glasses and everything is so perfect. Um, that's what this was. That's what this was. Um, these little interviews, this whole time it was Britney thinking, I'm still a normal girl. I still can't be a normal girl. Um, You know? yeah. honeymoon wasn't over yet. Let's put it that way, right?
1: That has been followed up by one of my favorite deep cut tracks from Baby One More Time. I think one of the most underrated Britney covers. The beat goes on. Yeah. And I fucking love the wackiness and the weirdness of this performance and by the way she gets to sing in her octave
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) her little head wiggle oh god I thought I'd give you guys a little taste of shit that's all right as if anyone in the audience knew who the fuck Cher was like they're all five years old
1: (laughs) I know
0: as a kid I had no idea that this song was a cover I thought this was Britney's song oh neither did I for sure I was like older and I remember always thinking what is this Cher thing she's talking about like I I only realized now like I obviously knew the song Believe but I was so young that I didn't know it was sung by Cher like I just it was just the song Believe right (laughs) I only realized when I was a little older like maybe nine or ten years old and not five or six which is when this tape came out I was like oh it's a cover yeah. Did- and where
1: are those silly dancers? Oh and then we get a those...
0: little <laughs> British knee. British knee has been coming out since day one, you guys. That's why when everyone says she's acting so weird, shut the fuck up. She has always been this way and always done this. Watch this she's special. Like... Thank you. British knee literally comes out here. I'm so happy you said that.
1: Gosh. She's a fucking goofball, and people just don't get it. And it's like so sad to have watched that get turned against her, like just like her silliness. Oh, um, but yeah, she's and she. You can tell that she's having a fucking blast performing this song because it's in her octave, and yep. she can do all the things. She can dance and move around and command the stage and run back and forth and still sing live, yeah. Because it's in her
0: octave, exactly. Like, because she's singing in her voice the way right host to be, and. Also, like, the outfit, the heart on the ass coming back. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my but God, this, this outfit,
0: Michael.
1: I know. I like, know. oh, my God. Even the silly hat. I'm like, this is so fucking fun.
0: It's theatrical. Like, she's doing share the beat goes on. So she's, yeah. like, performing. And, like, especially because, like, the last time she had done the beat goes on on a televised performance. Oh, God. That's the world. <laughs> No shit. With her fucking party mania <laughs> wig, <laughs> or Party City, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> oh my god! And she's like, like literally s- synthetic hair.
1: Like <laughs> she doesn't move a single part of her body. The entire she's so stiff and uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and that was literally not even a year later. And then she gave us this masterpiece. So whenever anyone looks at the beat goes on, make sure it's live in Hawaii and not with yes. the nineteen ninety nine World Musical. Or- yeah. <laughs>
1: this is the premiere performance of the beat goes on a song that gets no credit no love people love putting this on their worst britney song list and and i'm just like i I do not understand it. i don't get it
0: and you know what justice for the beat goes on because um, i'm sure you guys may not know this but the Britney Spears Live in Las Vegas special was supposed to have a scene where she performs the Beatles On with Cher. And Cher was supposed to come on the special for HBO and last minute it all fell apart and it didn't happen. Cause that was a oh, like John Voigt is on the fucking special. Like it was like Exactly,
1: you know. That would have made complete sense.
0: And that was around the time of Cher when she was about to come out with her farewell tour. Remember the first of her 50 farewell tours? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, so HBO, she had like a whole deal with them. So she was going to be, you know, like a special guest with Britney and they were going to do The Beat Goes On. So I'm so mad about that because if you really think about it, this particular performance of The Beat Goes On from this special, it really is the last time she ever performed it. She never performed it live and any of her other shows since then. I don't even think she did it on the Oops Tour. It makes me so
1: sad. I would love, I've always said that if Britney did do another like live whatever, I would love for her to just do deep cuts from every oh, album that she just loves. Just random songs. I don't want.
0: I don't want a single hit. Not one. Not one. I want just the deep cuts. That is enough. If I ever saw her do Cinderella live, which she's never (laughs) done, like you may as well just get out my fucking casket and get my fucking tombstone because I will die. Is that the
1: one? Is that the
0: one? Like if there was one Britney song that she's never done live that you would want to see? 100,000%. Not even a question in my mind. It would be Cinderella.
1: Because wow. next
0: up, born to make you happy, and probably overprotected, Cinderella is my favorite. Another one of my all-time favorites. Cinderella is great. I, yeah, mine. Yeah. I think mine would be. That's where you take me. Uh, oh, love. Honestly, it's really not fair to rank the Britney album. <laughs> yeah, I <We're> know. So- <laughs> We're go not even go there. <laughs> We're not even going to go there. I can't even can't even get started on that but yeah justice for the beat goes on such a i love the song so all you fucking haters listening to this i yeah. don't care the beat goes on rocks okay <laughs> yeah agreed um
1: and then we get a cute little a very quick little segment of britney dance or not dancing
0: swimming with the dolphins um, yeah and um it's so funny um i'm sorry to get all peace Corps cool on you guys but would that really be acceptable today? Because now that we no. know so much of, yeah, right? Like of everything that goes on with SeaWorld and all that stuff. That wouldn't be acceptable today, right? Because I've thought about that, that a lot. Because the way that they're like going over the circle, um, I don't even, I'm so sorry. I don't know what it's called, but it's like where they breathe, right? Like it's... um, um Blowhole? Oh, their blowhole. Oh God, my mind went so many places. <laughs> I <Okay>. know. <laughs> I'm like when their little glory hole. Oh God. <laughs> but like the way they're like covering it and playing with it, I, and like that's where they breathe. I'm like, oh my God. Obviously, Britney doesn't know, but like that was standard practice back then. So I really yeah. thought about that because I'm like, because this was televised on television. What this this wouldn't have gone been able to uh, be on TV mm. now, would it? No. No,
1: I think even like even if they were allowed to film it, I think like the fear of people's outrage yeah, would be enough be for them crazy. to be like, no way. Yeah, because like this is so, I thought about that a lot because I was like, wow, this is so early 2000s to like have no inkling that these animals are not happy.
0: Yeah, zero inkling, like- I think that, to be honest, it really is unfortunately a recent thing because I really think that only as of recent times is SeaWorld finally starting to get some type of like um, reprimand for the way they treat their animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this was a very popular thing and it was just a completely normal thing. And it's so funny to see how 22 years later, if this exact special was broadcast as a new artist, they probably wouldn't have um, been as... um. They would have found an issue with this. I really do think yeah. that this scene would have found an issue with the whole dolphin thing. I do.
1: I will tell you, uh, listeners, that Brittany wastes no time lowering the inhibitions of this dolphin. He very quickly <laughs> falls in love with Brittany. Um, oh, okay. Before we know it, he's showing his belly. He's expecting tickles. Like, he's really, really living cute. for
0: her gig. <laughs> they, they really bonded. It was super cute. It was really cute. And I don't know. If we, I, I'm going to look at it through the eyes of like, as a kid watching this and just being yeah. like, oh, he, the, the dolphin just loves Britney because who wouldn't, <laughs> love, who wouldn't love Britney's touch? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then
1: she goes to a, a school, and, and this is another moment that I think all Britney fans have, like, fantasized about, like, being like, oh, my God, could you imagine Britney just walking
0: into your classroom? Um, well, if it's so... Actually, wait, um, I just wanted to point out, um, right before this scene, I is when she actually goes to see Joe. (gasps) Okay. 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 Tell me.
1: Okay. Just so you guys know. So there are two versions of this. There's the Fox version and then there's the VHS version. And I watched the VHS version. Michael watched the Fox version and I had some things that were cut out. So I want to hear this.
0: Yeah. So there is a scene and this is towards the end. So this is right before the uh, high school scene. And Britney's with her girls, you know, the little computer thing goes like, and then it goes back (laughs) to Britney hanging out with her girls and they're driving in the car, Britney's driving and they're jamming to Joe's new album. Mm -hmm. And then they go to this like lounge outdoor concert thing and Joe is singing his hit song, I Wanna Know. And for all of you guys who aren't, um r&b fans i want to know was a huge hit in the year 2000 just similar how to the special also included destiny's child performing say my name well they also Great. had a scene with joe because they were like okay who are like the hottest acts i think i want to know was like number two on billboard at this time it was like a big hit And he's performing and Britney's there with her girls. And then there's a scene where Joe comes into the audience and he performs to Britney. And the lyrics are very lovely. They're like, uh, tell me what I gotta do to please you. And like, as he's singing that part, he like touches Britney's hand and he's like singing to her and she like looks up and I'm just like, Oh, wow. So beautiful. (laughs) And, you know, really, um, I think that Joe was just on Jive Records, and so that's how they got him on the special. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> but I mean, like, I love Joe, and I love this song, so it's just a fun moment and label mates having some fun, and um, and yeah, and she's there with her girls, and they're having a good time at the concert, and um. And yeah, and then it cuts to this next amazing scene at the high school that Troy um, is going to tell us a
1: little bit about, I think. <laughs> yes. So she's at this high school and she walks into the classroom and it's so funny because it's like, obviously the kids were like prompted that Britney Spears was like, maybe like, because there's cameras in, the, in inside the classroom yeah. and they're all just like, kids are so it's so funny to put like middle school age kids just like on camera because they're so uncomfortable and so awkward and they have no presence so they're all just like staring at her blankly and like being really weird and looking at each other um and then finally they're like prompted to ask some questions and of of course they're like you know j14 questions like is it do you get stage fight on stage you know
0: (laughs) you're a boyfriend
1: (laughs) You have a boyfriend, <laughs> and they're all like, ah. "They all think it's like the funniest thing ever." You're gonna stay for lunch, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh, that's the class clown, clocked him." Um, and then Brittany's like, she, she gives her like her dare speech at the end. She's like, "Well, y'all stay in school, and I'm drugs, <laughs> and I want y'all to get good grades and love Wells parents, okay? Now, y'all come give me a hug." don't give me a group hug but first give me a group hug <laughs> and they are on her like fucking velcro
0: it's like a, hey, there's, other- there's, listen there's one kid <laughs> there's one kid and i don't i can't explain her so you're just gonna have to watch it you guys but it was after the initial group hug and then they start to show individual people coming up for a hug and there's this oh, one girl and her face is just like that's right i'm hugging britney right and the like, walk away from that is just hilarious to watch it you could just feel britney's energy like what the fuck are all these fucking i know (laughs)
1: she's like okay when's the last one is that the last one is this the last (laughs) one
0: like it's just so
1: it was so awkward um it reminded me of uh when i was in when i was in early high school i don't know if this was a thing that they did at other people's high schools but they would have these like pre-recorded um like, things for the, like, opening assembly, the opening, you know, like, when they, t- what, is what is it, they like, talk on the microphone to the school. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course, it's, Announcements. The,
0: yeah, like, in the Cinderella story. Remember the fucking girl in the <laughs> Cinderella story when she's like, Austin Ames, uh, come <laughs> yeah, find yeah. your Cinderella. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, and they had these pre-recorded ones that pop stars would record about, like, do not doing drugs and stuff, and, like, ours were
0: Mandy Moore and Britney, and it was, like, very That's muffled iconic <laughs> I know. and i would
1: get wait, so mad. You, wait, wait,
0: wait 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 wait, wait, rewind i didn't have that i just had like a normal person talking into the into like the thing like the annoying girl in the morning you had the voice of mandy moore and britney spears in your high school can we talk about that for a second you didn't not like... every
1: day it was like a random occurrence where they'd be, you'd be like hi i'm mandy moore like and it would be like a, an announcement about like not doing drugs and you know interesting seat
0: belts and shit and whatever they never got christina to do that did they
1: <laughs> no you never heard it from christina
0: yeah yeah it's funny because now christina for work she has a she does the voice of ways did you know that
1: yes <laughs> She's like, take a dirty left
0: yeah i mean listen oreos ways get your money any way you can girl get your money any way you can
1: going right at the next street is what this girl wants it's like oh really, god it's, it's very
0: bad i've heard it oh still iconic though i, I, I don't mean to shade i don't even know how i got the shading christina again i love christina aguilera it's just hilarious okay yes
1: <laughs> yeah. um so then at the end yeah We're so we're at the approaching the end now um and this was around the time that Britney still Pretty much always would like close the show with baby one more time, right? It was like guaranteed, right. like that was all well, open and closed
0: because she would have that intro <laughs> too, right?
1: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, respectfully, yes, it was always and it deserved it. Um, so she comes out in this extremely custom tube top that literally she looks like one of the painted girls at the Playboy Mansion, it is a yes. part of her body. Um, it's it like. Hot. It's so fucking, like, she looks so hot. It's tie-dye.
0: It's hot hot. hot in here.
1: It's very hot. hot. It's very hot. It's it's tie-dye. It's blue and pink. She's got matching pants. And I just want to point the fuck out that these pants have these cutouts on the hip bones. And I've never seen anything like it since then, ever. It's like it looks like the pants could be ripped and turned into like shorts and there's just like these cutouts on her thigh that are sewn into the pants and it's just so cool
0: and granted the fit of this outfit like you said is so fitted so I feel like on a television screen like in 2000 like you can't even notice that detail Mm -hmm. but that's probably why we're only noticing it now you know the little intricateness of all these outfits is because we're now finally starting to see it in more <laughs> HD form, which we didn't get to see and appreciate. But I appreciate the attention to detail that I think, I don't know who was designing her clothes at this time. I know she was working with the stylist Claudette around this time. Yeah. I don't know if she was doing it for the tour, but you know, whoever was doing the outfits for the oops era were like, they were taking risks. They were taking yeah. the risks with everything. And she was looking fucking fantastic doing all of it and I love to see it and yeah and and even just like you feel that you know moving on to fashion of today and performers like I feel like this is a look that I could totally see like a wannabe like Tanase. you know what I mean like <laughs> oh yeah totally you know wearing you know because it's just so you know the iconic pop star outfit you know this this definitely lends to that image for sure
1: yeah, and she, there's like, um. oh, I also wanted to mention, because I know that you'll get this, and I'm so happy that it's you that I'm talking to, because you'll get it. <laughs> She's wearing fabric on her arm. I know.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. I love it. I okay. love it. This was around the time that Monica was doing that a lot too. If any of you guys remember the singer Monica, she was wearing armbands like it was going out of style. Like yes, little, little fabrics, and it was just like an extra, an extra accessory. And like I said, how um, Britney was doing the glitter thing on her arm, uh, she was doing this a lot, and it was always like a part of the outfit. It's a f- so Y two K, and it's so fucking perfect, <laughs> just to complete it's the outfit. So- I have a, a, a working theory
1: <clears throat> that Britney is a better dancer when she's got fabric hanging off of her fucking
0: arm. I swear all right, to All right, all right, so let's send it over. We got to send Ugh. it to the second house. I heard, she's buying, I'm, I heard she's buying Drake's old house. We'll find that address. Ship Listen, over the fabric. Let's do it. She? Like, I don't, there's a
1: million, there are, I could truly think of a million times that Britney performs with, fabric hanging off of her arm but the one that i think of specifically because she makes it a point to like it's a point of whatever is slave at the dream within a dream tour when she literally stops and points her fucking arm out and a person comes up and attaches the fabric to her arm because it's the missing piece that makes the slave dance like people don't get it the fabric is a big deal (laughs) and
0: having a literal I'm having a literal orgasm hearing (laughs) you explain this process because, yes, it is so intricately perfect with the (laughs) outfits, the way they're designed, the way they fit on the arm. Uh, You know what, Troy? I think out of all the theories that you've had tonight, this might be the one that I think is the most accurate. She is a better dancer with an armband. I'm telling you. I think you're right. I really think I'm you're right. I'm telling you. It's, it's like, I
1: miss the era of her always having some sort of adornment on her arm. Like I, it's-
0: It's, <laughs> it's coming just, back. She hasn't been able to have control of her outfits. Okay. We know that. Yeah. Like, like it's going to come back when- Arm 2024.
1: Yes. Yes. We're I'm putting it out to the it. universe now. Putting it out
0: there.
1: <laughs> um, But this is, I, I think one of the most- famous baby one more time for performances for sure um, where the
0: meme comes from this is where the famous looking back at the audience meme comes yeah. from this is yes. a, this yes. performance uh just just so legendary i don't know just, just so like a superstar and signifying the end of the baby one more time era and ushering in the oops era really yeah like She's just because uh, the take because the, the concert itself was that, but then they released it at, at the end of the Oops era. So then, when you're watching it from the concert that we grew up watching it, we're going through the eyes of, you know, the Oops era has happened now, but this was right, right. At the beginning of it. I just I love how all that kind of plays in, and she just continued through all that time. Her star not only started to shine brighter, but it kind of just reached unimaginable heights.
1: Yeah, this is really like such an incredible. I know that this isn't, in general, like a a uh, a special or a documentary that get t- gets talked about a lot, but like we mentioned earlier, for whatever reason, they use clips from this a lot to define or to uh, explain this sort of era of her career. And there's a reason for that. It's because they're they're so they're just so iconic, and she's so magnetic and incredible in this in this special like it just signifies such a special time just so yeah. innocent
0: you know yep yeah. and and then we get the the final gusto of the hit me baby one more, one time. more time live vocal live vocal Bang. and she kind of gives us that like like remember when she posed in front of the eiffel tower with her arms out like that Ah yes gives us that pose and then gets down below and it's kind of like it's kind of like seeing God go back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. So perfect. So perfect. And if you're smart enough to keep it rolling through the credits, you get a little two or three minutes of Britney walking off stage and being toweled and you know running to like wherever she's going next and you can see felicia and you know it's i like, love
0: those scenes
1: it's the best like those moments when she's getting off stage and like you know that felicia's got like a bathrobe waiting and you know her bath is probably drawn in the hotel and all that stuff like uh, and then and, so... and
0: felicia's gonna serve her that coffee that's made sweet because it's made it's you know made with her finger
1: because <laughs> she uh, starts with her finger
0: fun fact about the fox special there's a little tidbit right before this performance when she's like hey you guys after this performance you can chat with me live at fox.com slash britney and it's just like <laughs> and it made me realize i'm like wow we probably all thought that this was live and we were watching it on oh fox. totally <laughs> like so funny and then you know the whole feeds into the whole chat room design of the uh, uh, internet of the whole design of this whole of this whole special but um Yeah, no, such a great Britney special and probably I think the first big one that we Mm -hmm. got Mm -hmm. and deserves more love. And I'm happy that we just spent two hours talking about it, to be honest. Me too. People need to be listening to this. People need to be watching this. You got caught yourself a Britney fan if you've never watched Britney Spears live in Hawaii for so many reasons. But, you know, you just can't. Well,
1: I'm insanely appreciative that you just did this with me. This was so fun. And yeah i just feel really i'm like now. i i just i feel like it's the year 2000 again i'm in a good place i'm smiling i have middle school tomorrow so i better go to bed soon yeah. um
0: 9:40 <laughs> where we are it's 9:40 where we are listeners so you know it's school night you know we exactly have to get our britney notebooks ready to be bullied for having at school by the straight boys right. and <laughs> <laughs>
1: i better go tuck all my cds deep deep in my book bag so nobody sees what i brought to school Maybe. um we'll tell people again where they can find you and your podcast and everything yes
0: yeah, so um you guys can find me um well the podcast you can find apple Podcasts, spotify iheart everywhere uh planet 2000s and you can get me on Instagram at Planet 2000s, or hell, if you liked me, you can follow my personal too, why the hell not, <laughs> at Michael Kadash. And yeah, I mean, Troy is the bomb, and I've had him on my pod, and I'm going to be having him back soon for an American Life episode, but I haven't reached oh out my yet. God! It's oh going to happen. God. It's going to happen, you know, but, um, yeah. So I just thought, uh, thank you for having me. You're kind of an icon, Troy, just by the way, like, <laughs> I know that you gave me my props at the beginning of this, but like congrats to you because your podcast, this one, and your other Beyond the Blinds, you guys have been doing so well. Live shows. Like, I'm so happy we're doing live shows now. Like COVID has allowed that and, and, you know, actually getting to interact with the people, the listeners and, just getting recognition because you're so friggin' great and you're so personable. And you're one of my favorite people actually to record with just because I, a, we're just so similar. So it's just so easy.
1: <laughs> right. Totally.
0: <laughs> but it's just like, you know, I feel the appreciation. And I think that for those of us who love this type of stuff, uh, you're an amazing person to turn to with that. So thank you for having me. Oh my and God. Well, thank you for I, that. That's I yeah,
1: appreciate that so much.
0: I can't wait for just for more, for more moments, for many more years to come. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you guys stay in school. I want you guys to stay in school. Oh I want you guys God. to not do drugs. I want y'all to be nice to your parents and be really sweet, okay? And we will see you. We will see you here next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McEady, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at Dunzo Pod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.